0: Today on More to Life, Smoke and Mirrors. (laughs) Are you having a hard time dealing with a manipulative person in your life? We're going to help you avoid their tricks. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve it.
1: More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising.
0: Relevant. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled Smoke and Mirrors. We're calling it that because we're talking about manipulative people and all the tricks they use to either guilt us or pressure us or bully us or otherwise manipulate us into doing things that aren't necessarily in our best interests or their best interest uh, and, but we have a hard time saying no right because they're really good at getting around those no's and overcoming those boundaries give us a call if you are dealing with a manipulative person in your life we want to help you be generous in healthy ways while still avoiding those tricks 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that number is eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Of course, if you're listening to the More to Life podcast, you can always send your questions via email to questions at moretoliferadio dot com. That's with the number two. Questions at more to life radio.com
1: so do you have a manipulative person in your life or are you even thinking hmm maybe i never thought of them that way before but maybe they are well is someone putting pressure on you to do something that you're not sure is right for you maybe you're not even sure it's right for them is someone refusing to accept your no or are you afraid to even give one because of the way they treat you or the what the thing what they say are they pushing back against your boundaries or making you feel guilty because you're not doing what they ask when they ask it of you? Are you confused about when you need to say yes to someone and when you have a right to say no? Let us help you stop feeling manipulated by others and enable you to experience the clarity, confidence, and freedom that comes from living in God's grace.
0: 877 573 Seven, eight, two, five, again, that's eight, seven, seven, five, seven, three, seven, eight, two, five. We're talking about those relationships uh, we, whether it's with somebody who's close to you or just someone you have to deal with, where you feel like they're just always pushing, you know, always manipulating, always wheedling, always making demands that that you have a hard time saying no to or setting boundaries with. Let's talk about how we can be generous as Christians while while not putting ourselves in the position of being manipulated by well by other people in general 877-573-7825
1: well let's clarify first of all that if you're saying no i don't think so but you're not entirely sure that there are no manipulative people in your life manipulators are manipulators and successful at it when they're not obvious about it so they can be charming they can use a thousand excuses they can use neediness there's a million ways for a manipulator to almost be a magician you know the sleight of hand of a magician where you're like i didn't see them do that oh how i how did we get here it can feel that way when you're being manipulated by someone you really don't know how they got you to where you are which is somehow serving them or backing off from requiring anything from them but they've managed it and it's usually subtle and it's usually complex and you don't really see it but you know that you're not your best self when you're with them even if at first they make you feel like your best self as part of their manipulation and their charm if you're okay with handling almost everything else in your life or everybody else in your life, except something just kind of goes askew with one person? Or you used to be fine and now you're not so good with anybody because they've changed your path so much? We can help free you from that today. We can help you get the clarity you need and the confidence and skills you need to unravel all this and get back to your best self and help them be their best selves give us a call today on more to life at eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five that's eight seven seven five seven three
3: seventy
0: eight twenty five every day on more to life we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of saint john paul's theology of the body and if you're not sure what that is um when saint john paul was pope he gave a series of reflections uh every wednesday for over five years Um, that looked at how we can discover God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully reflecting on God's design of creation, especially our bodies.
1: The theology of the body tells us that we are first and foremost persons who have a God-given right to be treated with love and who have an obligation to treat others with that same love. Of course, loving someone means working for their ultimate good and never using them or treating them like an object. When someone tries to pressure, manipulate, control, or bully us, it means that they're treating us as little more than a means to an end, a tool that they can use to meet their needs, or a project that that they need to fix so they that we can be more like they want us to be regardless of whether that's good for us or not in those times we have a god-given right to set charitable boundaries until we can either be sure that what we are being asked to do is genuinely in our best interest or that that other person stop treating us like a means to their end
0: you know the theology of the body reminds us that yes we are called to be self-donative in other words god wants us to be generous, even heroically generous, with our time, treasure, talents, and and very selves. Although self-donation requires us to be willing to prayerfully consider, with a generous heart, the things other people ask of us, St. John Paul reminded us that we have an obligation to give responsibly. In other words, we should never say yes to something we're not certain will either help us become the whole, healed, godly, grace-filled people God is calling us to be, uh, or actually work for the ultimate good of the other person involved. You know, being self-giving, even heroically so, doesn't require us to be doormats. You know, the world says, if you love me, you'll do what I say. But Christians know that loving someone means helping them be the person God created them to be, and never asking them to do anything that jeopardizes, contradicts, or undermines that call. And for that matter, setting boundaries with people who try to do that to us. So we're taking your calls today on our show titled Smoke and Mirrors as we talk about the difficulties we often have in standing up to somebody who's being manipulative and pushing us to do things that we're not completely sure really are in our best interest, or maybe even theirs. 877-573-7825. Give us a call if you have to deal with a manipulative person in your life. Let's talk about how to gracefully set those boundaries that will set you free. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we bring to you those situations where we feel like we're being pressured or manipulated or bullied or controlled by either somebody that we care about or someone we have to deal with. Lord, help us to remember that your servant, St. John Paul, reminds us that while we're called to be generous, we're called to be responsible with that generosity help us to never say yes to anything that is not of your will that doesn't work for our good or doesn't enable us to work for the ultimate good of the other people involved, help us to stand strong. And even when other people are disappointed or frustrated or angry with us for, for doing what's right, help us to stand firm and charitably challenge ourselves and those in our lives to be everything you call us to be. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name name of the the Father,
1: Father, the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit,
0: Spirit. amen. Pope Saint John Paul the Great.
1: Pray for us.
0: Today on More to Life, Smoke and Mirrors, we're talking about dealing with manipulative people. and Do you have to deal with a manipulative person in your life? Maybe someone is putting pressure on you to do something that you're not sure is right for you, or honestly might not even be good for them someone refusing to accept your no or pushing back against your boundaries or making you feel guilty because you're not doing what they ask of you when they ask it of you. Let's talk about how to deal with those manipulative folks gracefully. 877-573-7825.
1: We're talking now with Lydia, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio.
0: Hi, Lydia. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out? Yes, Hi.
2: Um, I was telling the gentleman earlier that I answered the phone that I have this friend, he's not a boyfriend, he's just a male friend that he's showing interest in me, that he likes me, oh, he could just love me so much, he'd be so good for me, and then he goes to the sex angle, you know, where he wants to be physical, and I tell him, well, we're not married, and and I don't really want to be physically physical with you having sex, you know. I'm a single person, and then he says, "Oh no, but if I love you, it's okay. God will forgive you. You're Christian too. You know that." God so it sounds you. like
0: you know the answer to that. So what's 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 the difficulty here? How can we help you?
2: the well, because I have to keep telling him over and over and over and over.
0: Um, so here's and, my suggestion to you. you: You don't have to keep telling him you need to get him out of your life.
2: Yeah, you need so to this, cut this
1: guy loose.
0: Yeah, you you need. And I and I appreciate that. Look, you know that nobody wants to be lonely, and, and everybody we all like attention. You know, it's it's that's a natural human thing to kind of appreciate, even even when we don't like the particular kind of attention. It's it's nice to get that uh, that feeling that I'm desirable or I'm wanted. Um, but you know, here's the thing, Lydia, this person. It, this is not a theological discussion right you're you're trying to figure out what what should i say to this person who says to me oh god will forgive you um, it's not your job to convince him to accept your boundaries if if some if if he won't accept this boundary he's not going to accept any boundary you set he's
1: not going to treat you with any respect ever he's just going to use you and that's for the why, rest of the time you're together
0: sorry and that's why you 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 need to stop explaining things to him and instead just say you know what clearly You're not somebody who's invested in my good, who's interested in helping me be the person God wants me to be. So you can't be in my life. Now, I want to be very
1: clear here in terms of what the conversation is, is exactly what Greg is saying. But I want you to pull back for a second, because if you're questioning for a moment, for even an instant, about whether he's right, that, oh, you can do that because God will forgive you, that's called the sin of presumption, where you know it's a grave sin, and you do it anyway because, oh, God is so merciful and loving. He'll forgive this once. Or he'll forgive this because we love each other. Or he'll, that's the sin of presumption. So I'm letting you know clearly this guy is lying to you. And he's terrible for you. And he's using you. And he will continue to use you. And you deserve better. God loves you. He let you listen to this show today to make this very clear to you. This guy is a temptation to sin, and he's wrong for you, and you deserve better, and you deserve a healthy relationship where someone loves you and respects you and upholds your virtue and upholds your faith and helps you to be more of yourself, not degrades you in this way.
0: You know, uh, as as Christians, we're called to be in relationships with people Mm -hmm. Who are capable of helping us be the, all the things God is calling us to be? Now they don't, you know, they don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be even believers, right? But 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 they they need to be people who respect us enough to want to help us be more of what God is calling us to be. Uh, and so, in a healthy relationship, whether that's a healthy friendship or a healthy romantic relationship, we feel strengthened to be even more consistent with our beliefs. To live even more boldly uh, our 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 values, uh, and if that if if that if we feel that way, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, it's a healthy relationship, and we should stick with that person. If being around that person makes us question our values, doubt our beliefs, uh, undermines our resolve in any way to live faithfully to what we know is true, that is not a good person for us and you know and and so we have the not just the right but the god-given responsibility to say i'm sorry you can't be in my life if you're going to be like this we don't have to convince them of it it's not a theological discussion it's 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 a right to set this boundary that asserts that as a daughter of god you deserve better than this and this in these men you said there are two men who are doing this to you they they don't they don't deserve to be in your life so lydia if if i hope that you'll be able to follow through with what i'm saying but if you're struggling to really be able to get that out and follow it through, then I would suggest that it would be helpful to seek some pastoral counseling through CatholicCounselors.com to, to help. Let us help you discover your worth in God's eyes and do a better job of setting the boundaries you need to set that enable you to choose healthy relationships, godly relationships, relationships with men who want to help you become everything God created you to be in this life and get you to heaven in the next, because that's what you deserve. Don't settle with you. Thanks for the call. 877-573-7825. We're talking with you today about manipulative people on our show titled Smoke and Mirrors. Do you have to deal with a manipulative person in your life? Somebody who's putting pressure on you to do something you know, you're not sure is right for you or may not even be good for them. And it doesn't have to be something like we were just talking about with Lydia. I mean, it could just be somebody who wants you to help them with a project or volunteer for this thing or whatever. And it's, and it's fine, objectively, that thing is fine. It's not wrong, but it's just not right for you, you know, and you're not sure that you can say no, or maybe they're not accepting your no or pushing back against your boundaries or making you feel guilty because you're not doing what they ask when they ask you to do it. If you're confused about when you need to say yes to someone and when you have a right to say no, or you're just tired of being manipulated, controlled, bullied, or otherwise pressured to, well, do things that you don't think are good for you, well, let us help you stop feeling manipulated by others. And enable you to experience the clarity, confidence, and freedom that comes from living in God's grace.
1: And this doesn't necessarily have to be a person who's so manipulative that it's all of the time. You may have a good relationship for, with them in a lot of different ways, and then all of a sudden you just are feeling that pressure to something, or you're feeling degraded in some way, even even just in terms of your energy and your strength, because they've done something, that's getting their way again and this can be people out in the world in our friendship relationships or our business relationships but it can be you know our our older parents our adult kids heaven knows our kids as they're growing up will push those boundaries to see what they can have power with If you're questioning whether you're being manipulated or just don't know how to deal with somebody who's just driving you crazy in this way, well, we are here for you today on More to Life, 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825.
0: We'll be back in just a minute, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Bill Donahue from the Theology of the Body Institute about ways the theology of the body can help us avoid those manipulative Relationships. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. CMF Curo is a Catholic
4: health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family visit mycatholichealthcare.com. That's mycatholichealthcare.com. Church teaches that Jesus Christ is literally and wholly present, body and blood, soul and divinity under the appearances of bread and wine. In the Bread of Life discourse, documented in John chapter six, Jesus states that he is the bread of life and that his flesh is true food and his blood true drink. The Jews were scandalized in verse 52. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus does not back down but reiterates this teaching four more times over the next four verses. Many left in verse 66 because this teaching was truly difficult. But at no point does Jesus water down his teaching and call them back. No he allows them to leave and even questions his twelve apostles if they too wish to leave. Jesus intended to be understood literally. And the Jews, apostles, and the Catholic Church absolutely take him at his word. Examining the truths of the Catholic faith, this is
2: faithforensics.org. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com.
1: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popcheck.
0: I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck and today's show is titled Smoke and Mirrors as we talk about dealing with manipulative people in our lives. 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Bill Donahue of the Theology of the Body Institute. Bill, welcome to More to Life. Good morning. Thank you again for having me on the show. Always a pleasure. And, you know, we always talk about how the Theology of the Body can help us live more abundant lives and have healthier, holier relationships. What can the Theology of the Body teach us about dealing with manipulative people or handling ourselves in manipulative relationships?
5: Yeah, listening into the show uh, before the call, this one really strikes a personal note for me. We have, uh, in our in our family, extended family, we do have people like this, like many of your listeners put a face on a person like this. So it really strikes a chord with me. And it's one of the most beautiful and powerful insights from John Paul II in his Theology of the Body is when he talks about this exact experience. And it's 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 very powerful because he brings up this idea, this truth that there is an inviolable mystery in every one of us. And he connects it to the Song of Songs about the bride being an enclosed garden and a fountain sealed, and she's the master, he says, of her own innermost mystery. So, when you talk about manipulative people, you know the visual here is like someone breaking down the gate, the garden gate. Someone, rather than gifting themselves and seeing us as a gift, is is grasping, and so it really is a it's a potent visual. And I think John Paul's insights here are. You know who, whose you are and who you are and be in that garden with Christ, the Father and the Holy Spirit. And you are never to be used, grasped at, or manipulated. It's a mm-hmm. it's very powerful image. And I hope your listeners are really taking this to heart that, that in the core, we are with the Lord and no one has the right to trample into that sacred space.
0: Well, and, and, you know, as I'm reflecting on what you're saying, in in Love and Responsibility, which, of course, is the book that St. John Paul wrote before he developed Theology of the Body Mm. and serves as kind of the basis for a lot of it, um, he talks a lot about shame and and you know of course there's, a, there's an unhealthy sense of shame where i i feel like you know I'm, I'm less than what god wants me to be but there's a healthy sense of shame that comes up that lets me know that i am either being used by somebody or allowing myself to be used in some way that that shame is that sort of healthy shame anyway is that early warning sign that lets us know that somebody is grasping at us or using us and treating us as less than a person
5: Yes, exactly. He, he calls it the really the, the positive aspect, right? The positive shame is, I, I am not to be used ever. I am not to be grasped. And so putting up that, that protection, protective wall is, is not a sense of like, yes, I'm, I'm not worthy, but actually I am so worthy because God made me in His image and likeness. Uh, again, holy ground here. And it shows us the reverence that's due to every person. No one should be violated like this. No one should be manipulated Uh, if If we understand we're truly made in God's image, we are holy ground.
1: I think it's so important that when Satan kind of creeps in with all of the, you know, the desolations that tell us that we, you know, aren't worthy and all of those things... That it is so important to remember that God is present in us. Especially, not only, but especially if we happen to be people who receive the Blessed Sacrament, that we are tabernacles of His life, of His being here on earth. And so we must, we must hold that standard for ourselves and for others because He is present. Even if we don't feel. Like we are worthy at all, we must remember that because He is present in us, and in each other, that that's that's what we can strive for, right, Bill?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lisa, I love that you've made that Eucharistic connection. Uh, and as you know, as far as Catholics, the listeners being Catholics, we can go to our local church and see that beautiful flickering red glow of a sanctuary lamp, and, and be present before Christ in the tabernacle. And know that mm-hmm. when we are with him and when we receive him into our bodies, that's, <laughs> that's the union and the communion that will give us light, will give us strength, will give us the kind of stability that, you know, I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. And can help us weather mm-hmm. the storm and read the signs when we know someone's not respecting us in that, you know, will give us the strength we need.
0: Well, thank you so much for, for your segment and the insights you've shared with us today. I know, you know, we're, we, as Christians, we always want to be generous to others. We always want to say yes wherever we can. But it's important, and, and of course we're called to do that, but uh, this, this qualifier that the theology of the body gives us is so important, and I really uh, appreciate you being with us to help clarify when we can say yes and when we need to say no. And if folks would like to learn more about your good work, where can they turn for more information?
5: Oh, well, we would love to have you come for our retreat courses, and you can find all the info at tobinstitute.org.
0: Tobinstitute.org. Bill, thanks again for being with us, sir. God bless. Thank you. You too. And we're taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825. We're talking about manipulative people. You know, We all have somebody in our life who uh, is either just habitually manipulative. Or, you know, the fact is, all of us can be manipulated at one time or another. And maybe it's a perfectly fine relationship, generally speaking, but there's this one thing that this person has a blind spot about, and they just push and push and push and wheedle and nag and and, and bully and cajole and otherwise manipulate. If you are struggling in how to either say no, whether you should say no in the first place, how to do it, and what boundaries to set, especially when they're not respecting that no or not listening to those boundaries, let's talk about it. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. You can also shoot us your questions via email, the address, questions at more2liferadio.com. Back with more of your questions, comments, and insights coming up after the break. Stick around.
3: Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio.
1: How are we treating God? Are we treating him like a magic wand, a rabbit's foot, only going to him when we need something? The results, if we don't stay in a relationship with God, and I know this from personal experience, much of the suffering that I had in my life has been brought on by my own stupid mistakes. We have to have God front and center of our life every day. As Father Michael Schmidt says, we're all called to be saints. We have to stand up and fight. We can't just grab God when we need something. He's not a slot machine. Putting coins in, then pulling the one arm band and expecting to win a big prize. We have to have that relationship with God so we can truly do His will and be truly happy. So follow Him, not just once in a while, but every single moment.
3: Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio, weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. What does the Catholic Catechism teach concerning the natural human curiosity and desire to know the future? Paragraph twenty one fifteen counsels us that a sound Christian attitude consists in putting oneself confidently in the hands of Providence for whatever concerns the future, and giving up all unhealthy curiosity about it. What does the Catechism condemn as unhealthy curiosity? All forms of divination, deifying objects as persons, are to be rejected, as are consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm readings, interpretations of omens and lots, clairvoyance and mediums. All these venues conceal a desire for power over time, history, and other human beings, powers that belong to God alone. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism.
1: Hi, I'm Lisa Popchak. Do you want to influence your adult kids? Make sure that the relationship you have is deep enough to contain the conversations you're trying to have. Sometimes a relationship, though pleasant, can be too small to comfortably fit the big questions we want to discuss. Trying to have deep conversations in a shallow relationship is like buying a couch that's twice as big as your living room. It might be a great couch, but trying to make it fit is going to be awkward at best. This is why it's so important to work harder on your relationship with your adult kids than on the things you want to say to them. The more you focus on building a deep and loving relationship with your adult kids, the more likely they'll be to accept you as a mentor. To learn more, check out our book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult, Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit CatholicCounselors.com.
0: welcome back folks you are listening to more to life on the ewtn global catholic radio network i'm dr greg popchak
1: i'm lisa popchak
0: and today on more to life the show is titled smoke and mirrors we're talking about all the tricks that manipulative people use to pressure cajole bully or otherwise get us to manipulate us to do things that maybe aren't really in our best interest, or even theirs for that matter. And, you know, the fact is we can all be manipulative from time to time. So even if the relationship that you're in is a perfectly good relationship, but this person has a blind spot in a particular area, you know, how do you charitably address that, say no, set boundaries? Or if you're dealing with somebody who's habitually manipulative, what do you do then? Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825.
1: Before we go to our next caller, we want to send out congratulations to another member of the EWTN radio family. KSHF 96.7 in Espanola, New Mexico is celebrating nine years with us this week.
0: Hey, congratulations to Larry Martinez and his great team at St. Joseph Mayonette Radio from your friends at EWTN. And wherever you're listening to EWTN Radio, make sure you're supporting your local EWTN Catholic radio station, certainly with your prayers. But yes, with your financial support as well, let's keep EWTN Radio going strong for decades to come so that we can keep supporting you in living a more abundant and joy-filled life. With that, we are taking your calls about the manipulative people in our lives and and how to deal charitably and gracefully with the pressure that they put us under. 877 877- 573-7825.
1: Let's talk now with Ann, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio.
0: Hi, Ann. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on?
6: Oh, good morning. I'm calling about our 38-year-old son. He uh, just we, we just helped him get out of an emotionally and physical, we're still in the process, abusive relationship. It was his first really long-term relationship. He knew things weren't quite right, but he still proposed. Um, we knew things weren't right because he just, he wouldn't, he lives far away, but he just wouldn't answer phone calls, text. He wouldn't come to holiday things, mm-hmm. and um, we knew that she was very insecure with other women, and then it It got to the point of where he couldn't even meet with his, he lost his friends, and then um, it got to where she threatened his life. Oh, my. Yeah. So, anyway, he's just, when we were trying to get him out of the house, first of all, he just said, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what I'm doing. He's just always such a sensitive, gentle man, and so he just never wanted to hurt he doesn't want to hurt other people. So what we want to do, help him do now is become healthy, uh, and to know um, to know how much he's worth, and then just just yeah. to become strong, stronger in what's yeah. right and what's wrong. Is, and, is he open to uh, getting help? How to be? Uh, he's not yet. He's this is like a week old. <laughs> um, okay. We just he just got out of the house. Uh, Last week, and he had to leave when she wasn't there. That's how afraid he was. Um, And it is his home, so we're in the process. He owns the home. He is paying the mortgage, but they Mm -hmm. both are on the title.
0: I see. Oh boy. Okay. So, how can we help you? What's your question for us today? There's a lot. I
6: am looking for resources besides to keep encouraging him to get some counseling. But what can I give him to listen to, to read, um, to mm-hmm. to know. I guess you know. To us, it's so simple and clear, but to him, it's not. What's what he should do for another and what he shouldn't. He tried, okay. you know, everything. You know, telling her how beautiful she was and buying things, yeah. for paying for everything, to where he just doesn't know what is
0: what's right. Sure. <laughs> No, I understand. I mean, I, and, and, you know, clearly there's a deeper wound that needs to be addressed, um, and I suspect that even, you know, a book or, or you know, good, good encouragement uh, won't resonate for him, and he'll have a hard time following through on it, but the more information we can give him, the better. So, yes, I, I say, number one, I would really encourage you to continue to, um, invite him to seek some counseling for the for the for the deeper wounds that he's dealing with that prevent him from being able to be more assertive in a healthy way. Um, certainly, you know we, you can ask him to listen to this podcast where we talk about you know how what does it mean to be generous to others and what does it mean to be in healthy relationships and and what gives us the right to say no or set boundaries. Um, I would also encourage you to pick up a copy of. Um, our book, uh, God help me, these people Who are driving me nuts. Making peace with difficult people, which is really all about setting boundaries, right? So it's a book that, that talks about how we can find the courage and, and where we find the um, the kind of the the, the the permission, if we will, to give ourselves the, the the right to 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 set boundaries with people who are not good for us. Um, I i and also there's a classic book called The Boundaries Book, um, uh, or excuse me, it's called Boundaries. Um, and it's not, a, it's not a Christian book, but it is a, an excellent book on setting appropriate boundaries and how we can find the strength to do that. So those two titles, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, and Boundaries. Um, the, the, you know, but, but I think you know, at, the, at the heart of this is this sort of sense of confusion about what it means to love somebody. You know, most The world really says, you know, if you love me, you'll do what I say when I say it. You Whatever know, exactly I need what I for ask. you
1: to make me happy. If I'm happy, then you're loving me well.
0: But as a Christian... Um, we know that to love somebody means to work for their ultimate good, which sometimes means setting boundaries. And when we set boundaries, they get upset. Um, you know, but I, actually, this is—and this is for parents who are listening out there. This is something you can teach your four or five-year-old. Um, in fact, that's a great time to teach it. You know when when they when they say you know I, when you say I love you and then they say oh I love you Daddy I love you Mommy, you know just to kind of take a moment to and I realize I'm digressing here Anne I promise I'll come back to you but 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 you know just to take a moment and say well you know what does that mean when we say I love you to each other and of course they'll stare at you and shrug and I don't know and when you say well you know when I take time to play with you and and we have fun together and and uh, we're cuddling or reading stories or playing games am I loving you then well yeah. Um okay so what about that time when you were sick and I made you take your medicine and it was really yucky but I made you do it anyway was I loving you then Um yes <laughs> right or what about that time when you when you were mean to your brother and I and I had to correct you and give you a consequence was I was I loving you then Um yeah <laughs> right you know they're less sure then So then you say well you know um in all of those things I was loving you because all of those things were helping you be your best. And when we're cuddling and playing and I'm helping you have fun, I'm helping you be your best and enjoy life. And when I'm when I'm giving you your medicine and helping you be healthy, I'm 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 working for your good and, and I'm loving you. And and when I'm correcting you, I'm helping you be your best. Then to say I love you means I'm always going to do everything I can to help you be your best. And that's what it means to say that. And you know even 4-year-olds can understand that. And anyway, I'm, that's just a little a side note for all well, the other listeners. Well, it's a side note,
1: but it is also a place to start with your son to mm-hmm. help him unravel why this woman was manipulating him, because she always seemed, probably, and most manipulators will do this. They seem to start moving toward being their best. You know, they're happier. They love bomb you more. They seem to be their best when you're doing all the stuff they want you to do, or when you're jumping through hoops that you even invent yourself to get them to be better in the relationship. And even talking him through, you know, Greg's analogy for very young children or his explanation for very young children can help him sort this out. I, I want to say this, Anne, you're saying you're encouraging him to get into counseling. I think this is a time where you because this is so fresh, so new, and so awful, that you as a mom can overstep a little bit with an adult son here and say I found a really good counselor in the area. I I set up a call to make an appointment. Whatever that is, if they'll let you make an appointment for him, great. If not, you give him the number and some times that you could actually maybe drive in there or whatever it takes, because you're talking about a multi-layered situation here now. A, he really doesn't have the skills in the first place. You're saying to know how to set boundaries, but B, he's now dealing with the trauma of what she has put him through the fact that it's gone all the way to her threatening his life that he's going to have to untie this he's going to have to get out of you know the fact that they both have their names on the house this is traumatic so he really needs somebody to help him sort through this and keep his his feet in reality and his mind in reality as he has to deal with this very difficult situation that he's going through plus recovering from the trauma of having her in his life
0: so I want to thank you so much for the call, and if there's more we can do to support you or your son, and you know, sometimes when, when parents are dealing with this in a difficult situation with an adult child, it's, it's helpful for them to get counseling for themselves, to oh, know golly, how best yes. to support him and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and what not to do. So if we can either help you or help your son, don't hesitate to reach out to us at the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where we help people find faith-filled answers to these kinds of questions. You can learn more at catholiccounselors.org. And again, those titles I mentioned, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, which is my book on setting boundaries, and of course, the classic Boundaries book as well. All right, uh, with that, we are going to take a break, but before we do, it's time for our scripture of the day that comes to us from John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35.
1: I give you a new commandment, love one another just as I have loved you. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples
0: this is such an important verse and we we uh, you know we it, we miss, we completely misunderstand it because we impose we superimpose the world's vision of love on top of this and you know we think that oh, jesus is just saying we should all be nice to each other and you know give people what they ask us for that is not, jesus saying i give you a new commandment love one another as i have loved you what does that mean? It means reject the world's understanding of love and embrace God's vision of love, which is that commitment to work for the ultimate good of each other, even when it's hard and even when it upsets other people.
1: Well, and I really want to stress here, because so many of us think of the, the passion and the death of our Lord and think that means I should just die to myself all the time for other people. Look at the entire human life of our Lord and the fact that he, you know, drove the money changers out of the temple with a whip. The fact that he would not let the Pharisees do certain things to him. He would disappear from their midst, or he would use certain things like drawing on the ground, writing on the ground. And many people believe that that was him writing their sins on the ground when they were going to stone the woman. And he didn't let people hurt him or take advantage of him until it was part of his mission. To redeem the world, we have to look at the boundaries he set throughout his life. And he not has to just do that to say, work
0: for our ultimate good. For our
1: ultimate good, not exactly. Because, not because great.
0: suffering in and of itself is good. Exactly. Because it, re- it required suffering to do the mission of working for our ultimate good. So
1: to imitate Christ, we have to know when and how to set effective boundaries with people so they're not hurting us or themselves by degrading themselves in this way.
0: All right. With that, we're going to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls on our show titled Smoke and Mirrors as we talk about the tricks that manipulative people use to pressure, cajole, or otherwise manipulate us into doing things that may not be in our best interests or may not be in theirs for that matter. How do we respond gracefully charitably? Give us a call. 877-573-7825. Back in a minute.
3: The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. The
6: devil will always do his best to tempt you into sin until you get to that place where you love sin. That's what he wants. He wants you down there with him. And not because he loves you, he hates you. When you do what the enemy tempts you to do, he does
4: it out of pure hatred. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. The church has a very high view of conscience. I think it was St. John Henry Newman who called conscience the aboriginal vicar of Christ. Catechism reads this way on conscience. The interior voice of a human being within whose heart the inner law of God is inscribed moral conscience is a judgment of practical reason about the moral quality of a human action. It moves a person at the appropriate moment to do good and to avoid evil. It offers some suggestions uh, the Ten Commandments, the moral teachings of Jesus in the Gospels, the moral teachings of Saint Paul. All of these things are used as a measure of how well we're doing. It is then up to the Catholic to take a look at the teaching of the Church and to see if, in fact, they are in proper communion. The idea that you can dispense with the objective moral teachings of the Church in favor of personalized conscience is lawless and anarchic.
3: Cresta in the Afternoon with Al Cresta 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio
1: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
0: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, smoke and mirrors as we talk about the tricks that manipulative people use to pressure us to do things that may not be in our best interests or theirs. How do we respond gracefully? Let's talk it out. 877 573 Seven eight two five.
1: Let's talk now with Kim, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Georgia.
0: Hey, Kim, welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you?
2: So I don't know if this is manipulating. I'm not really sure what it is, but my um, husband—we've been married for I don't know thirty-some odd years, thirty-three, I guess. And um, I guess I know, but (laughs) good. (laughs) So he, when we first got married, I mean, super laid back, just really relaxed everything is cool and um so it seems like and i'm not sure but i feel like it's coincided with a, he moved up in his company and got more like more and more authority um and maybe it has something to do with aging and just also
0: well but know, what's the problem you're you're kind of explaining yeah. the oh, problem that's right you're, yeah, you're explaining the motivation before you've even told us what's wrong so what, what's what's going on <laughs> No, no, it's fine, what's up?
2: Um, so in our conversations, um, and, and I'll tend to run on and sometimes he'll tend to run on, but I I guess women we tend to interrupt or possibly affirm if you want to say it that way, and some will say something and be like, Oh yeah or or oh well, well what about this? You know, you'll ask a question mid story or something. Mm-hmm. That is just not countenance. That is like that is that is a breach of protocol. How dare you interrupt me? This is awful and like So then I've, okay, you kind of wait, and then you have a pause, and you say something, hey, I was just pausing, you know, just to take a breath. You interrupt all the time. So now I've just gotten to the point where it's just easier, and, and this would be like in front of the kids, like, you know, stop talking, you know, it's just this correction in front of my kids, now they're gone now, but it went on for a while, and it was just like, you know, oh, you're being passive-aggressive, or... And
0: As, being now, like, ah. you say this just, has this been, you've been married over 30 years, has this been going on the whole marriage, or this is just but something... She said like-
1: they was doing it in front of the kids, and now they're gone, so this has to be a while,
0: anyway.
2: Well, no. I mean, they're just gone, and this was just in the last, I'd say, five to six
0: years. Okay. Have you ever talked to talked to him about this when it's not happening?
2: I, I mean, and it gets really defensive, and very much like, well, you do the same thing. You know, you interrupt all the time. Da da da. Or you, you know, you get mad when I interrupt. Or mm-hmm. so I guess the few times, like. Yeah, it just it just gets very defensive, and it's just is counterproductive, and
0: there's just no point. All right. Well, so so here's 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 what I what I what I'd like you to do. Sort of, I'm going to say three steps. There might be a fourth one as I go along here, but let's start. The first step is I would like you to try to talk to him again when when this isn't happening. Right. Uh, when when you both are calm. When when you know there's not some larger thing, and just say, listen, I I I really want to try to understand. Um. You get so offended when I you know when you say I interrupt you um, could you help me understand what kind of feedback is okay um, because i I don't think that you just want to monologue and have me sit there like you know a stump while you talk at me I, I'm guessing that you want some feedback from me or some input. How could I give you that input in a way that would be welcome? ask him that now um. If if this is an honest thing, if if this is an honest concern that he has, then he'll be able to say to you, "Well, look, no, I, I don't mind you interrupt. I don't mind you interrupting if you say it this way, or if you can give me this kind of feedback, or if you can do this. But if he just basically says, "No, there's there's, I just need you to shut up until I'm done talking," then that's not appropriate because conversation is supposed to be a back and forth thing, not just listening to somebody monologue. And I think you can be you can be uh, uh, assertive about that with him, which leads to step two, which is where you say, "Look, um." When you do that, it's really hurtful, okay? because it makes me feel like you, you don't think of me as a person. You just are just ranting um, and not interested in anything I might have to say, and it's offensive. And if he gets defensive, well, you do that too. It's like, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not asking your permission to be offended by what you're doing. I'm telling you that what you're doing is offensive, and if you love me, you'll stop it. And you just, just leave it there, right? You just look at him, and, and if he goes, well, but you, like, no, no, it's not about me. I'm telling you that what you're doing hurts me. And it's offensive. And I'm not asking your permission to be offended by you. I'm telling you that it's offensive. And if you love me, it will stop. Now, what do we need to do to get past that?
1: And what do we need to do, since you seem to think I do this too, to have a conversation where we can be supportive and ask questions of each other? What next steps do we have to take? When you do that, you're keeping him from this cycle of, but you're doing it. No, you're doing it. Like, you need to move on to... How can we respectfully have a conversation? Where neither one of us is blaming the other, neither one of us is lashing out, and we can have a real conversation where we can be supportive and ask questions of each other.
0: Which which gets back to the first point I was making about, you know, you start by saying, how could I give, how could we give each other feedback that would actually be welcome? And it's and if each other.
1: You're not taking the one down position. And if of, he's
0: not, you know, if he doesn't participate you. in that conversation in any meaningful way by giving meaningful solutions or suggestions, then you go to the thing where I'm saying step two, this is offensive. And if he gets defensive about it, I'm not asking your permission to, to, to be offended by you. I'm telling you that what you're doing is offensive. Step three, if neither of those things work, it's time to get some professional help. Um, and if he won't go, then you start without him. Uh, you make an appointment with a good marriage-friendly counselor, uh, and you let him know, I've made an appointment on this day and this time. I'd really love for you to come. And you know, the chances are he won't want to do it because, as far as he's concerned, things are working for him. Right. I mean, he just he gets to say, do whatever he wants, and you just have to sit there and take it. Um, and so why would anybody in that position want to change their marriage? Because that means giving up something that he appreciates. Right. He, he likes being in charge. Um, so that's why I'm saying you, you don't ask him to do the counseling. You wouldn't you would not ask him to do the counseling any more than you would ask him to get cancer treatment if he had cancer right there's a cancer in your marriage here and I can you know I can even hear it in your voice when you say i very married 30 some odd years because it feels like 300 years mm-hmm. and that's why that's why you didn't want to just go outside for 33 years because it feels like forever and you're tired of dealing with this there's a cancer in this relationship you need to make an appointment to deal with that and get the skills if those are the two suggestions don't work we do a lot of this kind of work uh, helping Catholic couples find faithful ways to respond to these sorts of conflicts and 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 to address uh, that deeper issue of a lack of respect in the relationship through catholiccounselors.com if you'd like to work with us or if you'd like to find some local support, that's fine too. But either way, um, try those first two things first. And if not, then reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to set a time for for us to kind of work with either you or both of you so that we can help you guys get to a more respectful place where you're not feeling beaten down by your conversations with your husband. Thank you so much for the call, Kim. And we've been talking with you today about dealing with manipulative people or those situations where we feel manipulated by others
1: and i think that anybody who's heard all of our callers today can pick up a pattern which is when we first start getting manipulated we kind of move into shock we can't believe it's happening then we try to placate them and we think that'll work and make it all great and at some point you kind of hit the wall as as kim was kind of explaining now where you start to go I can't do this anymore. What do I do?
0: So I want to go back to this idea of when do we say yes and when do we say no? And a lot of times we get manipulated because we're not, uh, we're open to manipulation because we're not clear about what our yes and no stands on. Uh, a lot of times we say no just because we f- don't feel like doing something. We, we run up against our comfort zone and we know on a deeper level that it's our comfort zone. And so, you know, um, we, we feel guilty about that. It's not really about your comfort zone. It's about would doing this thing that this person is asking me help me be a better, stronger, healthier, holier person or not. If the answer is yes, then I should do it, even if it makes me uncomfortable, right? I don't. I shouldn't say no based on my comfort level because I'm choosing my comfort over loving this other person. Um, you know. So again, the question: If somebody's asking me to do something and it would genuinely help me be a healthier, holier, more integrated, well-balanced person, then I should say yes. Generally speaking. Uh, if I pray about it, of course, we have to all submit all of our, all of our decisions to prayer first. But assuming that I'm praying about it, and I, I really do believe that this would be something that would help me be that healthier, holier, better, more integrated, more virtuous person, I should do it, even if it challenges my comfort zone. On the other hand... If somebody's asking me to do something that I prayerfully believe that would not help me be that healthier, holier, godlier, more virtuous person, then even if I would be comfortable doing it, or even if I feel uncomfortable, then I, I, I still need to say no. Right? It's not about how I feel about it. It's not about my comfort zone. It's about knowing what it means to work for my ultimate good your ultimate good and the ultimate good of our relationship so that God's will can be done in whatever I do. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If there's more we can do to support you in in those challenging situations where you're dealing with a manipulative person, reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com to learn more about how the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice can help you find faith-filled answers to heal your marriage, family, or personal life. Again, visit us at CatholicCounselors.com. Then get out there and celebrate the life God has for you because you know what? With God's grace, there is so much more to life. Have a blessed day, and thanks for tuning in.
3: You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a
1: co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.